Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the two hottest teams in the NBA face off tonight as Steph and the Warriors visit CP3 and the Suns. We'll have all the angles covered. Plus, the Nets and the Knicks are both sitting former All-Stars. How Kemba Walker and Blake Griffin should approach life outside of the rotation. And as the LeBron and the Lakers face Sacramento again tonight, does L.A. regret not trading for Buddy Heald? NBA Today starts right now. Well, that's your answer, Richard. Oh, hey! This is NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews alongside former NBA champions Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson. Monica McNutt and J.J. Redick will also join us later in the show. But you know where we got to start regularly, Richard? Where we got to start? We got to start with the hottest teams in let's the NBA go. facing off in Phoenix tonight. So for that, let's welcome in NBA reporter and Warriors reporter Nick Friedle. Nick, what is the Warriors mindset heading into this game? Malika, they're back on the big stage. They love it. This is what they've been missing the last two and a half years. This is one of the biggest games they played since Clay went down in the finals. And being back in this moment, just like that game in Brooklyn a couple weeks ago, they get to remind everybody, hey, we're at the top of the West. We have a chance to break Phoenix's streak, and we have a chance to say, hey, we're still here, and we're not going anywhere. So they're enjoying the moment. And they're looking forward to being on that stage. Well, and one of the reasons that they are still there, Nick, is their defense this season. So what's the antidote to stopping CP3 and Devin Booker? Malika Draymond said you've got to cut the head off the snake. Mm. And in this case for Phoenix, it's slowing down Booker and getting in front of CP3. This Warriors team, as you mentioned, is as deep (laughs) defensively as they've been in a while. But for them, the key is they have steps. But this now goes two ways because Steph's playing the best defense he's ever played in his career, and he knows it, and the rest of those guys know it. And then on top of that, how do you slow down Phoenix? You push the tempo offensively. So you get Steph rolling, you get Jordan Poole going early, and I think that's the way Golden State feels like it can control the tempo and force them into what they want to do the rest of the way. Well, and we get a two-for-one this this week, Nick. We get to see them twice. Thank you so much for stopping by. All right, guys, so I do want to know, starting with you, Perk, what is going to be happening tonight in terms of who is under more pressure to, as Nick said, cut that head off the snake and win? Well, I mean, I think this is easy. And look, we cannot disrespect the team that actually represented the Western Conference. Mm. And so the team that's under the most pressure, in my opinion, in this game is the Suns. When you, I mean, not the Suns, the Golden State Warriors. When you think about... Oh, look at that. That, that went flip-flop real quick. No, 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 because I meant to say that because the Phoenix Suns are bringing back everybody, right? They went to the... They represented the West. Yep. And then you have a lot of young guys that are on the Warriors team. I feel like they have been playing well, but this is a real test for them. A guy like Andrew Wiggins, a guy like Jordan Poole, a guy like Gary Payton II, because Phoenix also have young guys to match their energy 
their athleticism, and they both play the same type of style of basketball on both ends of the floor. When you look at the Phoenix Suns, they're so connected defensively. Guys are tied on the string. And so when I look at this matchup tonight, I think the Warriors have the most to prove by trying to get this win. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of things that you said that are correct, and I'm not, I'm not going to disagree. There is a lot. I think there is pressure uh, on the Golden State Warriors. The only problem is that the Golden State Warriors have champions. They have two-time MVPs. They have defensive player of the years. And the way they're looking at it is like, we're back to being the best. Not we're back in the postseason. We're back, we're back to being the best. So my thing is this. The Phoenix Suns have more pressure. One, because they have this streak going. And that streak adds pressure. The streak goes longer and longer. That's just a little bit more pressure on them. But for the Warriors, they're looking at this like, yo, we're the team to beat. They believe that because they have championship pedigree. Even though the, the Suns got to the finals, they didn't finish it off. And so I just look at the Phoenix Suns and saying that, hey, if they lose this one, it'll feel a lot worse for them than if the Warriors were to lose this one. It will hurt a little bit more because the Suns have to prove to the Warriors that they can beat them this type of team. So you don't think this is house money for the Warriors? At this point, this is the form that they are used to being in rather than, oh, I need to go and I need to, to prove something this year because they still they have a bunch of new guys in Jordan Poole and those type of players, Richard. Let's just say this. There is a Chris the Paul, there is a Chris Paul, Steph Curry thing that's been going on for mm-hmm. years. That, that is, is no disrespect. So when Steph Curry's the best player and Chris Paul's the best player, we've seen Chris Paul send Steph Curry home. We've seen Chris, we've seen Steph Curry send Chris Paul home a bunch. Mm-hmm. So you have your two best point guards that are going to be battling. So whoever wins that. There's going to be a little bit extra there. I also, I also think this is a, a a moment for Devin Booker, right? When you have these young, these young up and coming guys that are, you know, that we consider young superstars. Like last week, I watched Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant go at it, and I watched. Jason Tatum kind of come out like, uh, this is my friend when KD took it personal. Sure. Yeah. And so when Devin Booker has an opportunity to be on the big stage going against Steph Curry, that doesn't mean they're going to be guarding each other, but if it's two guys that's on that floor, one from each team that are capable of dropping a 50-piece wing dinner, is Steph Curry and Devin Booker. So I'm looking forward to Devin Booker taking it personal, meaning going out there and establishing and saying, you know what? I could go back. I could go bucket right. for bucket with you. Yeah. Well, before we look ahead more to that game into the future, we need to look into the past. Some interesting games from last light, night. A little bit of brotherly love yes. in Chicago. <laughs> as Melo's Hornets visited Lonzo's Bulls. They were playing each other for the first time all season. And, you know, if they're playing, that also means LeVar Ball has oh, to be in Who does another set of balls going against each other? <laughs> Richard, onto the court. Onto the court. Here we go. And look, this game was so this game was back and forth watching them just go. There was multiple lead changes in this Charlotte Chicago game, but you know what happened? Ultimately the Chicago Bulls revved it up. The final 3-4 minutes of that first half, it was all Chicago Bulls as you see this finish right here. Well, and you know who was instrumental in revving it up for the Hornets? It was yeah. Batman right there. It was Batman. And look, I love what I love about him is that his team got down like 20 plus points, but they kept battling back. You see this, look, down 20. And DeMar DeRozan was continuing his show, doing what he does, showing that he is the best player on that Chicago Bulls team. DeMar DeRozan had 28 points on the night. Let's fast forward to the fourth quarter where it really went down. Well, and look at this. This 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 is a six-point game now. They cut Ooh. it to four with seven to go. That shows you that this Charlotte team is real. You're down 20 on the road against the Bulls and you keep fighting but it was too much of the big fella Vucevic is back this man went 7 for 7 from 3 we're not even talking about all the layups 
but then that was it. Too much defense, and I'm just going to say this, Lonzo. If this is what you're going to do and lay it up, give it to Zach. I messed you up. I messed you up. I think it was six for six. 16 points for Lonzo, 18 points for LaMelo. Here's what they said after the game. Obviously, you know, we, we are brothers and it's all love off the court. But on the court, like I said, he, he got a job he got to do. I got a job I got to do with both, you know, big parts of our team. So, you know, he came in and played as hard as he could. I played as hard as I could. And I'm still a big brother at the end of the day. And I got to stack my wins. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Always go out. And, I mean, we've been talking about the NBA since we were little boys. So, you know, just going out there playing against them. Having moms and pops in the crowd watching. Just all around a blessing. All right, we got to bring in J.J. Redick with the beautiful New York skyline in the background there. All right, so both Ball brothers are now in good situations. And, J.J., I want to start with you here, though. Who would you rather have as you're looking towards their outlook in building a franchise of those two brothers? Well, LaMelo, for sure. Hmm. Um, and, and I would say this. The Bulls are built for short-term success right now. You certainly have to look at Zach Levine's upcoming free agency and how that plays out. But the Hornets have two foundational pieces in LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges, who's made a big jump this year. LaMelo, to me, is a transcendent talent. He's everybody as good as advertised. He can do so much on the basketball floor. He's definitely more of a scorer than Lonzo. They're both very disruptive defensively. But there's an aggression to LaMelo's game. Uh, and, and to me, he is the, the, the bigger star of the two brothers. All right, Richard, you agree? No, I, I completely agree. I, I disagree a little bit when he when, when when JJ says that they're built for short-term success mm. because I do believe that the Bulls have a young core. Mm-hmm. Lonzo is young. I know DeMar is older, but Zach Levine is young. Vucevic isn't 30. So when you look at this team and you're just saying, like, okay, like short-term, long-term, I think everything in the success kind of range is about five to seven years. Right. And I think that the Chicago Bulls are built for long-term success because as DeMar kind of fades, you would imagine that Zach Levine or some of these young players can continue to grow. But yes, I agree with him when I say that LaMelo Ball, he is all box office. He is one of those guys that will be the face of the league for the next 10 years. Perk? I'm right there with him. All right, three for three. Here's the thing, because when you look at LaMelo Ball, we know that he's box office. We know that on the road he's going to sell out arenas because people want to see him play but how I look at it is that when I look at guys like John Morant when I look at a guy like Giannis when I look at a guy like Trey Young when I look at a guy like LaMelo Ball like when you look at those guys Luka Doncic those guys are guys that you could start a franchise with. Lonzo, you can't start a franchise with, but I will say he has done an excellent job in his role, and when you put the right pieces around him, he's able to flourish and be that floor general that he's that he has been for the Chicago Bulls. And and let's be really honest, if if the all-star game was today, LaMelo would be in the all-star game. Mm. As a second-year yeah. player, LaMelo yeah. is in the all-star game, and that right there as a 20-year-old all-star that's pretty impressive. That's My bad, I something. forgot to mention. Anthony Edwards is also in that conversation. Okay, Anthony Edwards is in that conversation. Okay. I, I think, to me, what I'm hearing, what, what you guys are saying, is the bu- the Bulls are built as a team, and Lonzo complements that. But the Mello, that's the, the son, and everyone yes. else is just sort of revolving around him. You can yeah. drop him in anywhere, as opposed to Lonzo. Maybe it's more about the complementary players that he's sort of setting up with, which they're built to succeed right now, yep. but it's about a matter of who is around him. But guys, we are just getting started on NBA Today. Mm. We will get you primed with all the keys to tonight's Suns-Warriors game. 
Who will go to death? Will size win the day? Plus, Monica and Richard go head-to-head as the Knicks and Nets face off in the Battle of the Burrows as rotation questions continue. I don't think too many and people want to go it is the top of the movie. top from the nine-game slate <laughs> of NBA action, including one of the Listen, most egregious the triple I'm double ahead. conclusions you have to see to believe. <laughs> You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Let's go coast to coast on last night's action, starting with Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, who snapped a six-game losing streak with a win over the Jimmy Butlerless Heat. The reigning MVP had 24 points, 15 rebounds after missing the last four games. So, Perk, can the Nuggets still make noise in the West with all no, the players? No, absolutely missing? not. Okay. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Case open. You don't want, you don't want to elaborate? The no. end. That's it. The end. It's a no. All right, we're going to move along then. So the Pelicans, they beat the Clippers to thank Jonas Valanciunas for a monster night. He finished with a career-high 39 points and 15 rebounds and made all seven Richard of his three. Yeah, that's why you met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how many 265-pounders have you seen make a shot like that? Not not many. Not Perk. We know that. Well, (laughs) 265? All right. Okay. Yeah. That's about right. That's about right. I mean, he was That's on a bad fire. Loss. That's a bad loss for the Clips. On fire. All right, so the Rockets, they've also been rolling a little bit. They won their third straight following a 15-game losing streak, and Christian Wood had another big night with 24 points, 21 rebounds. He's one of five players with a 20-20 and 20 game this season. So, Perk, is Wood as good or maybe even better than you expected him? No, I expected this out of him. Look, he just has been getting overlooked. But what he showed us last year, the sample size before he got injured, he was playing mm-hmm. at an all-star mm-hmm. label. Snatching the screws out the rim. Mm-hmm. That's good one. And letting you know about it. All right, and then the Timberwolves beat the Pacers. <laughs> quietly won seven of their last eight. The trio of Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Edwards combined for 74 of their 100 points. Edwards, after He's the game, impressive. worried about his yes. technology. Yeah, that was uh, one that you guys had to really grind out. Um, wait, 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 wait. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I mean, I'll be honest, I definitely still have a flip phone in my house. As we now welcome in NBA and WNBA analyst Monica Hey, girl. Thanks for being here, Seth. All right, so the Timberwolves. Yes. They now sit sixth in the Western Conference ahead of the Lakers. So what has changed with this team? Well, you know, runs suck, or losing streaks rather suck, right? But I think what happened with that Minnesota Timberwolves squad is they realized, listen, we're a group that has the accumulated talent. You've got two number one draft picks, right? And so they finally locked in. People seem to forget that D'Angelo Russell was one of the better point guards in the league prior to the whole shakeup in Brooklyn. Over the the wind or the last eight out of eleven that they've won, he's given you almost seven assists per game. That's terrific in terms of his command of the floor. I think Cat has decided to play with a little bit more 
indignation, if I can use that word, mm. and he's been mean and aggressive. And so when you have those three pieces, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell, just as we have said that the Lakers are getting older, younger teams are getting older too. And so they're starting to put it together. I expect this group to do some things this year. Mean and aggressive. Mm -hmm. I kind of mm -hmm. like that for him. Mm -hmm. So do you think that they can make a, a push to make the playoffs this year? I do. I do. If you look at the standings now, they're in a terrific position. They're going to have to figure out a way to defend, I think, at a little bit of a higher clip. But overall, they've got the offensive wherewithal. And I think, again, look around the playoff teams in this league. They have a guard in particular that has a tremendous command of what that team needs to do and is able to facilitate and put people in the right position. Oh, and drop 30 if they need to. That would be D'Angelo Russell. And the West is such an interesting conference mm -hmm. this season. I am so excited to continue to watch it unfold. We're going to talk a lot more about the Warriors and the Suns coming up. But since you're here, Monica, okay. we have a little segment on this show. Let's it do is it. called the Top of the Top. I've seen Wanna it. Want to join? All right. Let's do it. Come on, let's go. Seen it. She's ready. We're going to join Richard and Perk to do the Top of the Top for Monday day's action. So we have to start yes. with the top and one and DeMar DeRozan who was on fire last night. He was in a giving mood and then this happened. So Look, I'm telling you, this up, this up thing. This look, don't don't fall for the move, young fella. Oh, man. Hey, listen, mm. we had a thing in the postseason against the Toronto Raptors. You got fined if you fell for a DeMar DeRozan pump fake, who one is, of the best pump fakes in the game. We, you was not in the game. <laughs> I mean, we? we? No, yeah. What? We? <laughs> JR, I didn't mean to call you out. It was Swish. Swish fell for it. He got fined. He knows. He won't. He knows the truth. It, you didn't That's a mean pump fake. Yeah, all right. All right, let's go to top handles. That is Malcolm Brogdon. He has been in a mm. groove all season. Monica, take a look at this. I love Malcolm Brandon, Brogdon, excuse me. And I think people forget how big he is and sneaky athletic can apply to this guy because he's so steady and he only brings it out in spot. But he has the ability to do stuff like this. Ooh. Ooh. The handle. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Don't go off the wrong foot too mm -hmm. with the left hand. I see you big mm -hmm. fella. Mm -hmm. Forget the That's foot issues one. that he had. He is yeah. clearly so far past that. All right, let's go to H-Town for top slams because Rookie, you want to pronounce it? Alperen Shangoon. Shangoon! Oh! Wow. I call him the big turkey. Look at him. You yeah. can probably this eat is, a turkey that this big. Is, I, I probably could, but this is what you call <laughs> wow, guys. This is what you call sneaky athletic, okay? My personal mission though, Malik, and I know you are a tremendous reporter, is to get the translation for the prayer that he says at the free throw line. Nobody knows what he oh, says. Absolutely. Well, we needed a prayer to stop forcing oh, 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 oh. My goodness, Jared Allen on the poster. Hey, look, if you can dunk on Jared Allen, he's one of the best shot blockers in this league. He oh, got but that's good. He got the throw. He got the throw. All right, top hey, teamwork team. does not belong to us today. So let's <laughs> stay in Houston where Kevin Porter Jr. just needed, he needed one rebound. He was run one rebound shy of a triple-double. They tried. They tried so hard. They he got back. It to him. He just let it go. What he do? Don't get it. Those are great teammates. Those are great Teammates that, that all let him do that. Those are amazing teammates. But he was focused. And I've seen teammates actually grab rebounds and then laugh on the way up. Is Perk is Perk the guy who would do that for you? No, Perk's not grabbing rebounds like that. He wouldn't have helped. <laughs> he's, not, he's not grabbing rebounds like that. I, I was. That he I was played focused. it. I, I didn't play it. You had three people. It. You had him. You had it. He tipped it to him, and the other two were like, "Go get the ball." Oh, you what? want people that celebrate you. Yeah, you want, you want people that want to celebrate your success. This is exactly why the Rockets. Is a four and twenty-five or whatever they record oh, is, wow, they her. play for stats. Okay, you didn't have to go there. Is you didn't have to go there. Okay, to, I, Here, I just so you know, Perk, I would have done it for you. I would have tipped <laughs> it for you. Coming up, one streak <laughs> has to come to an end, and another will continue. Who will be atop the West when Tuesday night concludes? We dig further into Suns Warriors as NBA Today rolls right along.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. The two best teams in the NBA will face off this week, twice. A fourth quarter onslaught from the Suns. Curry three! Oh, I love angry step. Tonight, the Western Conference champion Suns put their 16-game winning streak on the line. Phoenix hosts the 18-2 Warriors intent on resuming their annual trip to the finals. On Friday, they'll run it back on the Bay. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a good, you know, measuring stick against the team that's in the finals last year. We know how good that team is over there. You know, they have a culture, they have identity. They have confidence in who they are. They have an identity of how to win games. For two teams with only one goal, they may have to go through each other. This week, the Suns and the Warriors will get a sneak peek of what it might take. Two best records in the NBA is going to be high intensity fun game. Love the yin-yang twin vibe there. All right, so the top two teams in the league are facing off, and we have got the numbers behind all of their success. So both teams rank in the top ten, and get this, both offensive and defensive efficiency this season. So they're getting it done on both ends of the floor. And you guys remember when the Suns started at one and three on the season? Well, that was cute because Phoenix has now rattled off 16 wins in a row. And with the win tonight over the Warriors, they would tie the longest win streak in franchise history, which was set in the two. 2006-2007 season when, yeah, they ultimately lost in the Western Conference semifinals against the Spurs. But the Warriors, they are back doing Warriors things. Their 18-2 record is the best of any team through 20 games since, uh-huh, that's right, you guessed it, the Warriors in 2015, the year they started 24-0 and then went on to win an NBA record 73 games. So I want to go back with the crew, with Monica, with Perk, with Richard. We may see these teams again. Mm -hmm. We may see them down the line. Mm -hmm. And they may get in each other's way on their road to the finals, right? So I know Chanae isn't here. Don't look so bored, Richard. No, I'm locked I know Chanae isn't here, but I do want to do a little cheat sheet for tonight's game. I want to start with you, Richard. What's your key? I think whoever's going to guard Steph Curry, I, I really look at Bridges as the one guy. I know Jay Crowder is a very good defender, but I like him against bigger players. Uh, when you're looking at, uh, at Bridges, he's the one person I think can chase around Steph. That activity, that movement. People, if you don't see it, especially this version of Steph where he has all the guys around him that can move, that is going to be difficult. So I don't even know who their second defender is. Mm. You don't want to wear out Chris Paul and Devin Booker trying to chase him around all night. So your key is stopping Steph, and you're looking at Miles Bridges, who I've said before is becoming one of the best 3 and D Mm -hmm. guys in the league to do that. All right, so Mikhail Bridges, excuse me. Monica? All right, so I got, I agree with you, Richard. It's Mikael Bridges and friends, though. And I think you got to look at the depth that this Suns team plays with. They've got a second unit that is top 10. I believe they're sixth in the league in terms of the ability of that bench unit to also come in and be productive. And so the Suns have the ability to come at you in waves. Yes, Chris Paul, D-Bug, Aiton, all those guys. But that second unit, not only are they scoring, but if you watch closely, Campaign does a great job of changing the pace with that team a little bit, right? So he's able to push the ball. They find some easy baskets in transition. I think that what this is going to come down to is not just Bridges, but the the ability of the rest of the guys to communicate and deny because 
Chris has said it. One of the most difficult parts about guarding Steph is how much he moves without the basketball. Mm. But if you can stay locked, the the rest of the guys, right? Aiden in particular, maybe some McGee are going to be key in this ball game. I think that their defense will step up to the plate. Parker? Well, when I look at the, both of these teams, I think when you look at the guard position and the wing position, I think it's a wash on both sides. I think it could go either way. I'm looking at the interior. Mm. I'm looking to see how the Golden State Warriors are going to match up with Draymond, I mean with uh, DeAndre Ayton yeah. and JaVale McGee. JaVale mm. McGee has been an unsung, yeah, he's, he's been an really unsung hero because when DeAndre Ayton hasn't had it, JaVale McGee has came into the game and changed it completely with his shot blocking, his rim running, being a live uh, threat at the basket. So I'm looking at how they're going to match up to them for us using Draymond? Are they going to use Looney? Mm. Are they going to make adjustments sub in out early? Because Phoenix is not going to, you know, change up what they're doing like the Brooklyn Nets did when they played the Golden State. Well, and size has been something that the Warriors, that's been their Achilles heel in some ways, and they've always kind of had to find ways around it and against it. All right, I want to bring in J.J. for his biggest key. J.J. Redick, what are you looking at tonight? Well, y'all have alluded to this, but it's absolutely containing Steph Curry. To me, he's the hardest player in the NBA right now to game plan for because he's so good on the ball and off the ball. Let's look at on the ball real quick because I think you have three options in pick and roll coverage. You can play drop coverage, which is probably out of the question. You can switch, which is unsustainable, or you can you can blitz. This is a little wrinkle Golden State has, has introduced in this two-man game with Dre and, and Steph. Instead of rolling to the basket and playing four on three, he's coming right back to the DHO. There's no way for that big to get back. He's almost back in drop coverage on that second DHO. Here, Anthony Simons does an incredible job of top-locking Steph on the same action. Draymond looks to come back for him. Because they've cleared out that side, it gives Steph space to find a, a, a passing lane from Draymond to knock down a three. Their two-man game and, and how they defend that is the key to stopping the Warriors. I also want to acknowledge his off-the-ball movement. Everybody thinks of the Warriors as a jump-shooting team. They're fifth in the league in terms of their rate of shots at the rim. And so much of that comes from Steph Curry's off-ball movement and the awareness and overhelp that comes with that. So you just gave us a, a great breakdown of what to see from the Sun side defensively. On the flip side, how are the Warriors, do you expect them to adjust if that's how they're locking down Steph? I look for Draymond to be a playmaker, and they certainly have enough shooters. Otto Porter has been great this year. Jordan Poole has been great. Uh, Draymond can make plays, and so that's the adjustment they've made. That's a little wrinkle they've added where they go right back to that dribble handoff. But Draymond is more than capable if they're going to play blitz action all night in terms of making plays, finding shooters, finding cutters. Uh, there, there may be some switching, but I just think a steady diet of switching and putting Aiden, Aiden on an island with Steph is unsustainable. Mm. Steady mm -mm. diet of switching. I love that. JJ, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you stopping by. And since right. you're in New York, I think when we return, we're going to have to stay in that New York state of mind. Kemba Walker and Blake Griffin face unprecedented new roles in the Big Apple. So Richard and Perk give their perspective on how to handle an on-court demotion.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. We're back. All right. We're going to go to my favorite city because it's the battle of New York hoop supremacy. It continues tonight with the Knicks and the Nets. A veteran on each team. They've seen a decrease in minutes recently. So yesterday, Tom Thibodeau said that Kemba Walker is out of the rotation with the Knicks. Alec Burks will start in his place. And meanwhile, on the net side, Blake Griffin has two consecutive DMPs despite being healthy. Blake Griffin spoke about being out of the Nets rotation yesterday. Listen, LA's been playing unbelievable. Um, so I, you know, I totally get it. Uh, I, I totally get it. Start him, especially you know, Joe. Joe's out, uh, or Joe has you know has been out, and uh, you know, I totally get that. Um, you know, if he's completely out, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see that coming, but like I said, that's not my decision. All right, I'm here with Richard, with Perk, with Monica. So you're a New York resident, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start with Perk mm-hmm. because you have. <laughs> By all means. It's good. It's weird. All right. You have gone from, in your career, being a starter on a championship team to then eventually being out of the rotation. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that, and how would you advise Blake Griffin and Kemba to handle that? Well, I didn't handle it well because it's it's hard. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, I I didn't because it's hard when you're transitioning to the other side of that mountain, and and reality hits you, right? They bring in a young star like when I was in a youngster like when I was in Oklahoma City, Stephen Adams, and it was like, and I started writing on the wall. All of a sudden, I went to the bench. My minutes went from 20 minutes off the bench to none. And, and, and it becomes a point where you realize that, hey, I'm just on the other side of it. But look, let's talk about the Knicks for a second. I know a lot of people <clears throat> were sitting up here jumping for joy, the press conferences. Oh, we got Kimber back. I wasn't a fan of it because I knew this wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work dealing with Tom Thibodeau. I played for Tom Thibodeau. I won a championship for Tom Thibodeau. One thing about Tom Thibodeau, a guy that doesn't have a wife, a guy that doesn't have a girlfriend, a guy that doesn't have a life, a guy that is married to the game of basketball, he pays attention to everything. One of the best defensive-minded coaches in the game today. Tibbs don't give a damn about offense. It's all about defense. And what I think we're seeing happening is is that we expect Kimball Walker of the Hornets. And as a guy that watched every single Boston Celtic game for, for the last five years, I watched Kimba game start to decline. And if Kimba Walker is not out there giving you 25, 20 to 25 points a night, he cannot help you because he's a volume shooter, so his percentages are never going to be high. I'm going to get back to that. But don't you think I forgot about you? Yeah. <laughs> don't you think I forgot about your time? I'm bad. I'm bad. Just... Falling out of that. We, no, we appreciate you, Aaron, all of your mm-hmm. dirty, dirty laundry. But how yes. would you have handled, you've handled that? I was I, honestly, I didn't get my first DMP coach's decision until I was year 12. And speaking on, well, perks. Per, on, on, perks, on perks level, when I showed up in Golden State, they uh, 
Clay Thompson was in his first year. Then they drafted Harrison Barnes. Then they drafted Draymond Green. So immediately you have to turn out, look, both of these teams aren't young teams, but you have to turn on that, okay, well, if this is what it's going to be, then you have to learn and you have to adjust. We've mm-hmm. seen great, great players not adjust. We saw it with Carmelo Anthony struggling Jeez. with going back to the bench. And it's like, yo, Carmelo, you're one of the 75 greatest. You're one of all these yeah. things. But when it's time for your your opportunity to move on to somebody else, you have to handle it with grace. And so I love what Blake Griffin said. Blake Griffin wants to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And even when I was fortunate enough to win a championship in my 15th year, there were times where I was in the rotation. There were times I was out of the rotation. There were times that you were going to be important, and there were times that you were going to have to be support. Right now is Blake Griffin's time to be supportive. All right. So I want to this this cross this cross table Ooh. discussion here mm-hmm. that I want to facilitate between Perk and Monica. Monica, you heard what Perk had to say, but you were around the net all the time. He didn't stutter. You didn't stutter. Nobody said you stuttered. No Perk. one said you stuttered. You. But I heard you loud and clear. I need to hear the gospel from Monica because you're around the Knicks on what you're hearing about Kemba's removal from the rotation. What is a little bit interesting listening to what you guys said, is that there has not been a clear-cut draft selection to play over Kimber, right? Kimber came over in free agency, and I think there was some optimism because last year the questions around the point guard were right, rightfully so. But as of late, Emmanuel Quickly's emergence on both sides of the ball has exasperated the relationship that Kimber has in terms of this offense. And by no fault of his own, you're absolutely right, Kimber's a volume guy. He's a point guard that's used to being featured in terms of being a leading scorer, and that is not the system with this Knicks. But by no fault of his own, he just, the numbers bear it out. He's been such a defensive liability. If he could give a little bit on that side of the floor, I think he would fi- find some grace. What's that face for? Come on. No, I, I, oh, okay. I'm, I'm merely just, I'm agreeing with you with the face because he's going to say something go crazy. Ahead. Go ahead. I just, no, I, it's, the defensive part was glaring from the jump. He came out, first three games was shooting crazy from behind the three-point line. And of course, the question is, all right, how sustainable is this? Now, the Knicks are working through a lot offensively in general, but I think defensively he's not done himself any favors or gathered any type of grace. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so a few things. One, to the point of the veterans, right? If if I had to give any advice to any veterans out there, just watch you, Donis Haslam. Mm. Staying a true professional, being a leader, staying in shape, just being who he is. And right now, he's still playing in what he's 62 years of age. Yeah, still yes, yes, he's yeah, still, still, that, that's such a unique no, case. No, though. it's not. It's, but it's just part about be, embracing your role. But I will say this. Look. When it comes down to Tibbs, all right, Tibbs is a guy that is so locked in defensively. He just wants you to play hard. So he's looking at the little things if Kimba could get up over screens. And the thing I love about Tom Thibodeau, he don't care. He don't care about how much money you make. He don't care about um, how much money you're making. He don't care who's the franchise guy. He's going to put whatever guy that is capable of helping him win on the floor, and he'll deal with the front office and everything else when he have to deal. All right, with guys, it. let's just be to tell the truth. Oh, with I told all the due truth. respect, I love Kimba Walker. He is a stud. He is a one star. of the best feel good what, stories what, what, of the season. Yes. Him coming home, listening to him on yes, our friend Zach Lowe's podcast, yes, talking about being healthy for the first time. I love him. I love him. But he is five foot eight on a good day yeah. and about 116 pounds. And that means the fact that he's accomplished what he's accomplished is great. But he's got a bad leg. Yeah. He wasn't able to play consistently in, in Boston. If they would have valued him, they wouldn't have waived him in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking a guy that is undersized, that was an offensive fire, like a, just a fireball, Firework. his yeah. entire career, who's on kind of one and a half legs. And now you're asking him to be a defensive guy, and not just defense. Tibbs defense. The Tibbs defense. The and Tibbs so defense. To, to compound all of that, y'all, right? Like, you also have Tibbs, who trusts Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. who has been terrific for this team when he's been healthy, particularly in late games. So it's just a snowball for Kimba. Hey, Monica, you want to take a walk? 
Let's go. Because I'm going to be really honest. I, I, I know you can stand on the Knicks side oh. because that makes me nauseous. I'll stand <laughs> on the Knicks side. Don't do that. And we're going to talk about what I want to talk about is why they had to move on from Blake. And look, Blake, let me tell you this. Your time's going to come again. You're going to get another opportunity. But right now, they decided to go with James Johnson and LaMarcus Aldridge. And this is why. LaMarcus, you people forget, this man is a nine-time oh All-Star. He's a five-time All-NBA guy. The only reason why he set out last year is because he had a heart condition. Mm -hmm. So he's coming back. He's got a newfound love and joy for the game. You know what the Nets record is when he gets scores over 20 points. One of the biggest things of this season was James Johnson being able to come in and play this type of defense. Yeah. So James Johnson is a better defender than Blake Griffin. LaMarcus Aldridge is a better offensive player than, than Blake Griffin. So this is just that tough moment being caught in between a rock and a hard place. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Blake Griffin. But, and I tell you what, Brooklyn's defense has been incredible yes. this year, which is a little bit of a surprise. All right, so this matchup is tonight. Now the Knicks got to deal with Brooklyn's defense. Now here's where I think the Knicks are best. Emmanuel quickly is evolving. He comes off this screen. You got a terrific drive by Jericho Sims that is going to draw that help defender into the paint. This guy over here, your draft pick out of Houston, Quentin Grimes, excuse me, shooting the ball with confidence, able to get that shot to go. Emmanuel quickly has been so important because he hits these screens aggressively. Obi, our other favorite story emerging in New York, has been terrific in front of the rim. You can see the difference from year one to year two as a professional athlete that is looking for his shot and knows his spots. He's a terrific floor runner and great in front of the rim. Yeah, and that's awesome. And all the things that she says will have no impact on oh why the Brooklyn gosh. Nets will win the game oh tonight. Gosh. And if she doesn't believe me, like, my old, get up like, like my old boy Perk said, if two people have a disagreement, the next word should be bet. So whatever the bet you want, Monica, <laughs> right, let right, me right. know. The Knicks just Malika, hold me down. You got it, Malika. You got it because I, I already know whatever the, whatever the bet's going to be. Well, coming up, Richard, we're going to the other coast because the Lakers face the Kings tonight with L.A.'s struggles. Should they regret not trading for Buddy Heald? Plus, Richard no. will tell you what's up with Russell Westbrook. Stick around. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. I never imagined that I'd be able to be standing here 20 years after Jimmy V's speech and say that because of all the donations, research and support, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. Today is Giving Tuesday, a global day of giving, and it's also the launch of ESPN's V Week, and we can all be a part of something big today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. If you are able, please give now at v.org slash donate. A hundred percent of what you give will go to cancer research. So here's something to smile about a little bit. NBA official Tony Brown worked in the replay center for the first time in eight 
months after being diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer earlier Beautiful. this year. Yeah. Brown officiated 1,109 regular season games during his career and earned his first NBA Finals assignment in 2020. It is so great to see Brown back in the saddle working in his ongoing fight against cancer. So, let's take it back to the court. I'm so glad to see that. But the Lakers, they face the Kings for the second time in a week. And Friday's matchup, it was nothing short of wild. Tonight, the Sacramento Kings invade to take on the Lakers. Rolls it out, comes out. LeBron over the head to AD. We're going overtime again. Lakers were in good shape. Buddy Hill with control of it. Buddy Hill, look at this shot. Here we go. Third OT. This game is officially in the books. Lakers fall below 500 again. They are 10 and 11. They are 7 and 6 at home. All right. So I don't want to sound any alarms here. The Lakers, they sit at 10 and 11 like we just heard. And that would mean that they would be in the play-in tournament if the season ended today. Obviously, we still have a lot of time left. And remember on draft day, guys, when the Lakers were on the brink of trading for Buddy Heald, and they ultimately decided to trade for Russell Westbrook instead. So, Richard... Coulda, woulda, shoulda, or sticking with Russell Westbrook? It, look, it would have been great for the Kings mm. because of the haul that they would have gotten. But in my opinion, the Lakers needed somebody that was going to impact winning. Now, Buddy Hield has been there in Sacramento for a while. The organization is pretty much in a little bit of disarray for the last 15 years. That's why they haven't made a postseason. Buddy Hill does not affect winning that way. Mm. They needed somebody that could help them win games when LeBron was out, when AD was out, and they brought in Russell Westbrook. Now, right. Russell Westbrook has struggled, but ultimately, I'm going to say this, that Buddy Hill doesn't impact winning, or else he would have impacted winning for the Sacramento Kings, and they have struggled the entire time. Fires remorse, Perk? Nah, look. No, look, if, if we was to start it all over again, I would trade for Russ over Buddy Hill a hundred out of a hundred times. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. They just not playing well. And look, we know that the Lakers got to figure things out. They got to get identity on the defensive end. They got to figure things out offensively. Guys need to be more stars in their roles. They need to cut out the outside distractions. But with all that said, they only a game out of the fourth spot. Like, they're one win or two wins from being in the fourth, the fourth or fifth spot. So, as bad as they have looked, I think last game was, a, uh, to me, a stepping stone for us. The big three finally putting a good game together. And right. I get it was against a new rivalry, the Detroit Pistons. But, <laughs> oh you God. know, I wouldn't, you know. Well, but the big three, they have only played ten games together so far this season. And in those ten games, they've had three consecutive games together only twice. One of them was the first three games of the season, and the other one, guess what? That was their only three-game win streak so far of the season. So yeah. they're still a little bit, even 21 games in, of needing to find that identity. But, Richard, mm -hmm. you believe that Russ was the better move, right? Yeah, facts. So what concerns you have watching him play right now? Well, when I watch Russ play right now, the thing that I really struggle with is when you look at, say, like a LeBron James, and we're going to compare Russ to other great players. Mm. LeBron That's James, a respect thing. Yes, LeBron James... Didn't, he struggled to shoot. Jason Kidd, per se, great point guard, had to develop his three-point shot over his career. So even as his speed and all of that started to decline, he developed to be one of the better three-point shooters in the league. Russ has not developed any more skills outside of what he has. And he is elite. But right now, he's not getting the same elevation. That means he's not finishing in the paint the way you want you see. And I don't know if it's, you know, if it's fatigue, if it's tired. Look, father time is undefeated. People say all of those things. But right now, when you watch Russ play, 
He still has the speed and the quickness, but he's not finishing at the level. You're not seeing those explosive dunks. And look at these numbers. In the restricted area last year, 64%. This year, 56%. In the paint, non-restricted, 41%. So you see his percentages go down. Now, I believe Russ will pick it up. He typically gets better as the season goes on. But when you look at these numbers, his free throw percentage went from the mid-80s, 84%, to now he's, in, he's shooting at 69%. So now his free throw percentage is not as efficient. He's not as efficient near the paint. And we're not even talking about the turnovers. So there's just a lot of meat left on that bone for Russ to improve. I, I got to disagree with you because over the last five games, Russ he's has played better. He's played better. And I thought even the game against Sacramento, see, this is what people have to realize a plant we're playing against, we're playing with LeBron James, okay? Look. You got to be able to stand up to him and say, move out the way. Because <laughs> when, when we watched that game against um, the, the Sacramento Kings, I thought Russ and Anthony Davis had something going in the two-man game. Whether it was high pick and roll, whatever the case may be, I thought they had it going. And then all of a sudden, it went to that one side of the court, let's get it to Braun and everybody's space, and then the offense got stagnant. You have to be like a Rajon Rondo is to LeBron James when he's on the floor. Rondo don't have a problem with telling Braun, run, move out the way, I got it. Mm. And at that particular time, relax, I'm talking about one game. I know. I'm, but the I'm, way you're looking at me, with, just I'm about to agree with don't you. start today, all right? Man, look, because I had a, listen, I'm telling you right now, I had a rough plane ride. They had that one guy on the plane today that they had to let extended. everybody know he was the ultimate business, man. So I couldn't get no damn sleep. Don't start. All right. Well, that's a good thing because the Lakers are going to start today and they're going to start on Friday and we'll have Perk there all the way through the Friday night on ESPN and the app. Joel Embiid and the Sixers play the second game of their four-game road trip against Trey Young and the Hawks at 7.30 Eastern. And then Paul George and the Clippers square off against LeBron and the Lakers. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. NBA Today returns after the break. I do not know what I'm going to do with you guys. I don't know. I don't know. Put us in the corner. NBA Tour, SportsCenter, tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. College Hoops doubleheader tonight, starting with the number two Purdue Boilmakers, hosting Florida State at 7.30 Eastern. And then number one Duke takes on Ohio State in Sonic Blockbuster. Two great matchups on ESPN and the ESPN app. Sorry for your loss, Ohio State. No, I was well, ahead of Suns Warriors tonight, our Michael Wilbon asked Steph Curry what he's expecting from the game on the Suns side. CP3 and Mikhail Bridges spoke about the matchup today. Take a listen. They play off each other really well. Their chemistry is unreal. Um, and, and they're coming off of a year like last year where they got to really prove it. So for us, it's a good measuring stick. And, you know, it is, you know, game 21. And it's, there's a lot of time between now and April, May, June. But, you know, to be in situations where there is a heightened kind of uh, meaning to a regular season game. And for us, you know, it's a, it's a good kind of, you know, check and barometer of where we are as a team. You got to get up for that. You know, we got to be us. We got to play us. Uh, you know, we want a few teams that go into every game worrying about us and just knowing that if we do what we're supposed to do, then everything take care of itself. We've been doing a great job defensively as a team. I think, um, especially this game, is going to show you know, who we truly are right now. You know, obviously it's, it's early, but to see where our defense is at with a team like this. Bring, bring, Maya. NFL Live is next. That's my Anthony Edwards flip phone. NFL Live's coming up. Happy birthday, Greg Dowling.